Welcome to podcast number 63 of Quality Christian Living. I am your host, David Friend. As you probably already know, we are in a series dealing with our finances, in particular the area of prosperity. In podcast number 62, I brought a message entitled, What Robs Us of Prosperity, Part 1. Today, we're going to continue that teaching and call this particular podcast, What Robs Us of Prosperity, Part 2. Now, I know that's not very clever, but it works because I was not able to get all this information in one podcast of approximately 30 minutes, so I'm going to carry it over today and have Part 2 of this same teaching. We're going to continue in the book of Psalms, in Psalm chapter 73, I'm reading in the New Living Translation. I'm going to take the first part of this episode to bring you up to date in case you did not listen to episode number 62. In Psalm 73, starting at verse 1, the psalmist is talking about something that's just crucial to understanding about the areas of prosperity that we can harm if we don't have a proper understanding of how God wants to deal with us and how God wants us to look at the way he wants us to be blessed. Let me try and clarify a little bit with verse number 1, Psalm 73. Truly God is good to Israel, to those whose hearts are pure. Point 1 was those who have a pure heart, God's going to bless. It says in verse 2, but as for me, I almost lost my footing. My feet were slipping and I was almost gone for I envied the proud when I saw them prosper despite their wickedness. So here he's writing that he was irritated and upset and angry probably and jealous and all those things because he saw people who were not godly people that were being blessed financially and he thought that was a blessing to them. Well, we talked about how financial blessing without spiritual blessing may not always be a blessing. That's kind to clarify that a little bit. What I'm saying is that spiritual prosperity is always more important than financial prosperity because when we prosper spiritually, we'll be able to handle the financial prosperity that God has for us. Moving on, verse 4. We talked about that they seem to live lives, it says, such painless lives, such lives that basically don't have any problems, it says. Their bodies are so healthy and strong. He said they look so good on the outside, obviously. They don't have troubles like other people. He's saying they're not plagued with problems. And he goes on to say they they wear pride like jeweled necklaces and clothe themselves. And, And these fat cats, he says, have everything their hearts could ever wish for. And you can see that there's a tremendous amount of jealousy. So what I talked about in the first session I want to remind you of today is there's a number of issues in this reading that are things that will rob us from God's financial blessing on us for us to experience financial prosperity. One of those is envy. Another one would be jealousy. Another would be greed. Still another would be false or fake prosperity. Another would be self-entitlement. And those types of things are all things that will rob us of the blessings of God. We cannot be blessed of God if we're jealous of other people and we're wondering about why they're getting blessed and we're not. And then he goes on to say that these people who are being blessed, they scoff and they speak evil and they're boastful. They have a lot of pride. And on and on he talks about it. He says, God, how come they're getting blessed is what he's saying. I'm kind of paraphrasing it now. And he's saying, why are they getting blessed? How come I'm not getting blessed? How come when I do good things and good things for you, Lord, how come I'm not being blessed? Well, some of you out there may be feeling that way. It reminds me of a young man that I've been counseling and trying to help. And the other day we were chatting and he sent me an email and he said, you know, I don't understand it. He said, I'm 
doing everything that I'm supposed to do. I'm tithing, he says, and I'm reaching out to other people, and I'm reading God's word, and I pray every day, and I'm doing everything that I'm supposed to do, and I don't understand why my business is not being blessed. I just can't figure it out. So I don't know. He says, after two years of doing that, how come I'm not being blessed? How come I'm not prospering? Well, if I tell you the story about this young man, he's very well blessed. He's got a great life. He's got an amazing life. He loves the Lord. God is blessing him and taking care of him but he can't see it because he's so concerned about the blessings that he's looking for that he's going to miss out on the blessings that he already has. See, sometimes we get so wrapped up in the prosperity that we want that we forget about the prosperity that we already have. You know, many of us have gone through difficult times in our life with our finances where we don't have enough money to take care of the things that we want to take care of. We're not able to bless our family maybe the way we'd like to. Maybe it's difficult to pay some of our bills and those things happen to us. But if we are growing spiritually and we're prospering spiritually and we're having spiritual prosperity throughout our lives and we're drawing closer to God and we're loving other people and we have a great marriage and we have great kids and all those things are happening and all of a sudden we start being concerned more about the stuff that's out there and the money that we want to make and the extra cash we want to make and all those things, it robs us of the blessing of today. So the title of this is What Robs Us of Financial Prosperity. It's very simple. We can rob our ourselves of financial prosperity just by not being happy and content with where we are. You got to go back to the teachings of the Apostle Paul when he says he knew what it was like to be rich. He knew what it was like to be poor. He knew what it was like to be fed. He knew what it was like to be hungry. But through that, he had a consistent walk with God. He was content with God and he was prospering spiritually. So therefore, he had the foundation of what he needed to grow, to have great prosperity in his life. And you might say, well, did he have a lot of money? No, not in the later part of his life he didn't because he was running for cover most of the time and his needs were being met, but he didn't have a great amount of financial blessing. But he realized that what he did have was from God. And he the reason that he was even alive was because God had kept him alive. He was prospering in great ways in his life. So let's kind of move on today. I know I took a little more time on that than I thought I would, but let's talk about what today's lesson we can learn as we continue our reading in Psalm chapter 73, starting at verse number, there were individuals who had incredible amounts of wealth and riches. They just simply had money coming from every source you can imagine, but they were not happy. They weren't content. They turned their minds and their, their hearts to drinking and to sexual immorality and things that destroyed their life. And many times when I counsel someone who's going through that, I tell them, well, you don't have to give up on God because he's never given up on you. And I try and remind them that they can come back to God or turn their life to God and he'll turn them around. But the psalmist is writing here and he says, these people who don't come to God is what he's saying here. He says, truly, you put them on a slippery path. You put them on a very dangerous path. And he's talking about how God deals with them and you send them sliding over the cliff of destruction. I know what that says is that God does that, but see, they're making their own mind up. They're making their own choice. When a person be like, they're making their own choice. They need the love of God. They can be forgiven. They can turn their life around. They can have a restored life. They can have great restoration in their life and serve the Lord, have great relationships, but they've got to turn around and face their focus, give their entire focus on serving God. It says here in verse 19, in an instant they are destroyed, completely swept away by terrors. You know, it's so sad when you see that, when you see people who lost their wealth. Remember the title of this message is, What Robs Us of Our Prosperity? Well, sometimes prosperity itself 
robs us of future prosperity, or prosperity with great wealth and riches can rob us from even maintaining or holding on to the prosperity that we have, the finances that we have. And I've seen it happen over and over again through drug addictions and things of this nature. So God is warning us here, and it's important we understand there's a lot of ways that we can gain prosperity, but there's many ways where we can lose it. On one hand, we're talking about the person has a problem with wealth and they've allowed that to become their God and they've walked away from the things of God or never accepted the Lord. And we all realize and understand that that's a terrible life to live. On the other hand, I look at the person who is jealous or envious or self-serving or has a problem anytime they see someone else who is successful, either financially or some other way, and they are challenged with that. They just cannot deal with it. They get so upset that why are they getting stuff and I'm not? See, that person needs to take a look at their own feelings and their own attitude and realize that that's not going to bless them. That just because they're upset or jealous or envious of someone else's success, that somehow they feel that that's justification. They have some kind of a justification in their life to feel that way towards others. And they say other people are just lucky and somehow they get all the breaks and I never have any luck, I never have any success. And all those types of statements are there. There needs to be a radical change in that person's attitude because if they continue that way, they're never going to receive the blessings that God intends for them. Once again, we're talking about how to be robbed of financial prosperity. That's a way to be robbed if we're constantly jealous and concerned about what others have and wondering why we don't. Well, the psalmist here writes after he went through this whole ordeal talking about how these people live this way and I don't like that and they act this way and I don't like that and they act that way and I'm not happy with that. And and he talks about how they change and how he then, the psalmist said he went into the sanctuary, which means he drew closer to God and he realized they have a terrible destiny, that they don't have any future with eternity with Jesus Christ and that he did. And he starts to change. And then all of a sudden in verse number 21, he says this, Then I realized that my heart was bitter, and I was all torn up inside. He says, I was so foolish and ignorant. I must have seemed like a senseless animal to you, Lord. Yet I still belong to you. You hold my right hand. Look, look at this. He says, even though, he's saying, God, even though I had this terrible attitude, I was bitter, I was torn up, I was ignorant, I was foolish, I said dumb things, I was unkind to other people, I was jealous, I was envious, I was foolish, I had greed in my heart. All these things he's saying, he's repenting of all that stuff. And then he says something that's just so wonderful, and that's because of our God. This can only be said about our God. In verse 24, he says, you guide me with your counsel leading me to a glorious destiny. Wow. You see, that's the encounter we need to have. When we have a problem with other people having wealth and we do not have wealth, we've got to be careful we don't rob ourselves of our own destiny to prosper and even to have financial prosperity. Because when we have that bad attitude, that wrong attitude towards other people, we're basically just robbing ourselves. We're hurting ourselves. You know, it's interesting when you're a child your dad wants to correct you and he looks at you and he says you know you were bad you did this wrong so I'm going to have to correct you and this is going to hurt me more than it's going to hurt you we sometimes say well I'm not sure that I buy that I know when my dad used to spank me and he never hurt me physically but spanking was a way to correct me and I don't have a problem with that today I'm thankful that he did correct me because I know the word of God says that if we correct our children, they'll turn around and they'll start to go in the right direction. I looked at my dad back in those days and I was upset and hurt and whatever, 
But my dad turned around and loved me the very next minute. He was always so thankful. But when he said, this hurts me more than you, I didn't understand it. But now I understand it as a follower of Christ, knowing that God is my God. Jesus is my Lord. I'm going to spend eternity with Christ. I understand that when God corrects me, it hurts him. He doesn't like that. He doesn't want to have to correct us. But when he does correct us, then we fall in line once again with his blessing. You see, if we're willing to be corrected, if we're willing to experience the chastisement of our Lord, he's correcting us for our own good, for our own benefit, that we will then prosper. I believe that God is sitting around up in heaven thinking, oh, if my people would just receive my instruction, if they would only receive my correction, if they would only listen to the fact that when my word says to do this, it means to do this, if they would only understand that when I correct, when I chastise those that follow me, I'm doing it for their own good. You see, when God corrects us, when his word corrects us, It's to bless us. It's to benefit us. It's for our own profit. It's for our ability to grow closer to him and have a right relationship with him. And therefore, all areas of our life will be blessed. We can have better relationships. We can have better financial conditions. We can even have better health if we listen to the word of God and allow his word to correct us and adjust us in the proper way area that we should go. The psalmist understood that and he said, he said, I realized that my heart was bitter and I knew that I was all messed up inside. He's saying, he says, and I realized that I was really being very foolish and yet I turned to God and God was there instantly. So if you're struggling with your relationship with the Lord, you can turn to him at any time and say, God, I need your help. I need your direction. If you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior and you want to receive that, relationship. All you have to do is say, Father, I'm sorry for the sins I've committed. I repent of my sins. I ask you to forgive me of my sins. And I receive Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. And I promise to serve you all the days of my life. And if you say that prayer, that prayer of repentance, God's heart is open to us and he'll receive you unto himself and he'll draw near to you and he'll be there to help you so that you can prosper in all things and be in good health even as your soul prospers. We serve a God church that wants us to prosper. I know I've probably said that a hundred times in the last three or four months, but it's so true and I want you to understand he doesn't want us to go broke. He's not trying to beat us up and rob us of the money that we have. He wants to bless us. He wants to prosper us. So I receive that today and I pray that you will also. Now let's go back to Psalm 73. I didn't realize I was going to read almost the entire chapter, but it's just so good. So let's continue to read it. Once again, I'm in the New Living Translation, chapter 73. I'm at verse 24. See, after the psalmist then repents and says, yes, I realize I've done wrong. He says, you guide me with your counsel, leading me to a glorious destiny. He says in verse 25, whom have I in heaven but you? I desire you more than anything on earth. You see, if we're seeking financial prosperity, church, if we are seeking financial prosperity at all costs, it's going to cost us a lot. And I don't mean in money. It's going to cost us in our relationship with God and our relationship with others and our walk with God. But he says, whom have I in heaven but you? I desire you more than anything on earth. In order to prosper financially, we have to desire God more than anything on earth. So one of the ways to be robbed of financial prosperity is to not put God first in your life. If we keep him down the road somewhere, third, fourth, or fifth, or whatever it is, in order of importance in your life, then you're robbing yourself of financial prosperity, of even the opportunity of getting the proper spiritual growth 
and the blessing that comes with it after you've grown spiritually. Then this psalmist goes on to say in verse 26, he says, my health may fail and my spirit may grow weak, but God remains the strength of my heart. He is mine forever. You see, what he's saying is that even though I may not accomplish what I want in life, and that may be the answer to some of you if you're wondering why have you not received financial blessings the way you feel you should receive them? Why have you had a sickness in your life? Why have you gone through this problem or that problem? Why have you had maybe a divorce in your life? These things happen and there are mistakes made by other people or by yourself. Those things happen, but we need to move forward because God's always there. And he says here, my health may fail. In my own case, I've had several cases recently where I've been diagnosed with diseases that were told, I was told that my life would end in just a few months. Just just recently, a few years ago, the doctor told me they discovered cancer, bone marrow cancer, said that I had maybe six months to live and that they were going to do their best, but if their treatment didn't work, then I wouldn't be around. Well, that was Now, I guess when I think about it, that was five and a half years ago. And here I am still preaching the word to people all over the world now, which is truly remarkable to me. Think of that, that thousands and thousands of people tune in every month and download these teachings. What a blessing it is when man looked at me and said, you don't have much longer to live. God looked at me and says, oh, I've got a plan for your life. You know, you can look at the same thing if you're having financial failure and financial challenges. You might say, well, I guess it's all over. I've filed bankruptcy. I'm in trouble. I'm never going to be able to make it again. I'm never going to have any success in my finances. But you see, that's not how God looks at you. God looks at you with a plan and a future and a hope. And the psalmist says, he says, my, my health may, may fail and my spirit may grow weak. God remains the strength of my heart. He is mine forever. Is that your claim? Does God remain the strength of your heart even though you're going through questions and doubts and wondering why maybe you haven't been blessed financially the way you'd like to be? Well, then put God first and just wait and see how he's going to bless you. Verse 27 says, those who desert him will perish. You see, if you turn your eyes away from God, then you've lost all hope of the spiritual prosperity leading to financial prosperity that he desires for your life. And then in verse 28, it says, but as for me, how good it is to be near God. I have made the sovereign Lord my shelter and I will tell you everything about the wonderful things you do. You see, God wants us to realize that when he blesses us, he wants us to be thankful. So regardless of where you are right now, Why don't you just take a second and say, Lord, I'm so thankful. You might even turn down this podcast or listen to it at a different time or put it on pause or hold or whatever it might be. But just take a moment and say, God, I'm thankful for what you've done in my life, how you've blessed me and taken care of me. And I know that you have a plan for my future. You have purpose in my life. And I know that you want to bless me and you want me to be blessed in ways that I know not of. So let's be thankful for the things that God wants to do for us and not be irritated and upset for the things that we haven't seen take place yet in our life. And then he goes on to say how good it is to be near God. See, the Bible tells us if we draw near to God, then he'll draw near to us. So one and final way that I'm thinking of that will rob us of financial prosperity is is to avoid drawing near to God. We need to draw near to God. We can harm our opportunity to be blessed financially if we don't pray or if we don't pick up the word of God and read his word and study his word and memorize his word and make his word a part of our life. You know, I get up every day and I think about the goodness of God. I pray over my breakfast. I pray over my meals during the day. But I also have another time when I lift up the word of God and I 
read a devotional, and there's always something in there that blesses my heart. When I read a scripture and I read some comments that someone has written about that scripture, it always lifts my spirit. And then as the day goes on and I pray about certain people and I have this long list of people that I want to pray for, and please don't get me wrong, I'm not boasting about being a perfect person. I'm far from that. But I just can't imagine not having a day where I don't pray, where I don't read a little bit of God's Word, or in many days, a lot of His Word, like like today and in study and preparation for these podcasts. But I can tell you this, that God wants us to draw near to Him. And when we do, He will draw near to us. You see, if your life has fallen apart and you're in trial and trouble and tribulation and you're making bad decisions, you're probably drawing away from God and not closer to God because God doesn't change. He stays in the same place all the time. So if you feel that you're separated from God, it's because you have moved and He has not. He doesn't change. He's always there. He'll never leave us. He'll never forsake us. He always wants to hear from us and wants to hear our prayers. He wants to hear our thoughts. He wants to see us reading his word and he's waiting to bless us. He doesn't just do that so we can be kind of like puppets on the end of a string somewhere. No, God does that because then he knows that when we read his word, when we pray and seek his face, when we give thanks to him for who he is and what he's done in our life, and we are constantly aware of the fact that God is our source in everything that he's going to bless us. When we acknowledge those things, he's going to bless us because his word says that he must bless us. And I believe and I know that he will. The points we've made today are basically that when we're constantly evaluating how other people are doing in their life, it's going to hurt us. But when we draw ourselves close to God, then we're going to be blessed. And I'm going to go back to Psalm 73, verse 17. Just this one verse changed everything about the thought this man had about why are other people wealthy and I'm not. And here's what he said. He said, Then I went into your sanctuary, O God, and I finally understood the destiny of the wicked. See, he realized, he came to reality because he said when he went before God and went into the sanctuary and sought the Lord, he realized instead of being jealous of what these people had, He should be sorry for them. He should pray for them. We should, all of us, feel sorry for those who have riches but no wisdom because they're going to make bad decisions and they're going to have the wrong priorities. And we should feel sorry. I believe that. And we should pray for those who have riches but don't have understanding. They don't have good common sense and they don't have the right relationship with God. Rather than being jealous of what they have financially, our hearts should go out to them and pray for them. And we should go into the sanctuary and understand the destiny that they have. And then we need to turn that around and realize that God has a destiny for us. And God wants to bless us. Remember verse 24 said, you guide me with your counsel, leading me to a glorious destiny. You know, when he said that, it just touches my heart to realize that God has a great plan for our lives. He wants to bless us. He wants us to prosper in all things. I believe that with all my heart, and I know that you will too. So Father, I just pray, Lord, that you would bless those who are out there listening today. And I pray, Father God, that you would touch their heart, that they would get back into the 73rd Psalm and read it on their own and see the difference in the relationship the psalmist had when he started understanding how God wanted to direct his life. So I also pray, Father, that you would bless those who are listening in today. And I pray, Father, that they would prosper, Father, and that, Father, they would understand, Lord, what may rob them of the financial blessing you want to place in their life. I thank you for this opportunity, and I'll be careful now to give you the praise and the glory for what's taken place and give you all the honor, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. You know, I hope today that you receive something from this teaching. I'm excited about bringing it to you. I'm 
Matter of fact, overwhelmed at the amount of information I'm finding in the Word of God dealing with how to deal with the issues of prosperity. There's so much confused teaching on the topic, so I'm thankful that in these podcasts that we've had that I've been able to have clarity and that your Holy Spirit has given me guidance and direction and led me into scriptures and stories that would help bless those that are tuning in to understand how they can truly receive what I like to call the true prosperity of the Lord. As we look to the next podcast, it's interesting. I just looked down to see what the title of my next podcast is going to be. And I've got down here podcast number 64 that's coming up is going to be True or False Prosperity. You know, that's kind of interesting how I ended with that because I didn't realize that that would be next week's lesson until I had to take a look at my notes. So I believe that God's going to bless that and I hope that you will tune into it. And I hope that you will talk to those people that you know that maybe they could tune into this podcast and receive it, that they would be able to gain some understanding from God's word and these teachings on how to keep prosperity in proper order in our lives and realize that God does want to bless them. So if you are interested in receiving more information on the teachings that I've had, I would like to refer you to my webpage, which is entitled davidcfriendauthor.com. And on my webpage, you'll find information and references to a monthly newsletter that you can sign up for on the, in the area of finances. And also that you can find on my webpage other materials that I've written dealing with the area of finances and topics like veterans for veterans and the Vietnam experience that I had and the challenges that I had with PTSD, the challenges I had with Asian Orange and some physical conditions that came upon my body that God has simply healed, and I thank God for that. In addition to that, I've written a book there on faith. It's basically on calling forth those things that are not as though they are. In addition to that, I have another book there entitled Generosity, What's in It for Me? And that's to help all of us understand that when we bless the work of God, a blessing is going to come back to us. Now, we don't bless the work of God just so we can get a blessing back, but God can't help but bless us back when we bless his work. It says so. It says when you bless the things of God, he's going to bless us back. And whatever we, we sow in our life, we will reap. So if we sow a blessing into the church by helping others, by giving of our finances, then our God will bless you. Because as you give to him, he'll give back to you, pressed down, shaken together, and running over. I believe that with all my heart. Now, if you're interested and would like to subscribe to my podcast, you can do that on cpnshows.com or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Now, I'd like to send you off with a little blessing. Now, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May his face shine upon you and be gracious to you and give you peace. May you prosper and be in good health, even as your soul prospers. Hope to see you at my next podcast entitled, True or False Prosperity. Until next time, may God richly bless you.